It's time for Larry No Sports. My guest tonight, he is the creator of A Winkle in Time, <laughs> and he is a member of Goliath. Which I hear is New York City's most powerful improv team. I'm your host, Larry the Athlete! All right, Marcus, thank you for joining me. We're going to talk some sports. Are you ready for the sports talk? Yes, I am Rearin to go. Rearin and a gearin. We're going to start with the New York Knicks. Cool. Because they are my favorite team that has ever been a team. Mm. Jonathan Macri of Sports Illustrated writes that one, Leon Rose will be approved by March 13th. He's the uh, the agent for CAA that is going to support supposedly take over either as president or GM. Not quite sure. He also says that sources say, he says one person with knowledge put the odds at 90% that Tom Thibodeau will get the job as the next New York Knicks coach. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, I have mixed feelings about this. What I'm more curious about the good ones than the bad ones. Yeah, because we all know the bad ones. He yeah. runs players into the grounds. Yeah, he's also just like not like essentially time has passed him by. Yes. Like his method of coaching is just not the way that players want to be dealt with anymore. Yeah. And I think um who's the guy who just got ousted in Cleveland? Beeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, he had the same kind of issues. Like, he wasn't treating them like adults and contemporaries. He came in with that college mindset of, like, I need right. to yell at these players. I have to, like, sort of babysit them, which is, like, I feel like... Yeah, NBA players have already are already past that point, even if they're young players. Yes. Yeah. It's, I mean... Just the way the world is now, I think they have to grow up a little quicker. Yep. But like, also there is kind of this element that like, it's not talked about a ton, but like, even rookies are like, hey, like I am already getting paid vastly yeah. more than any NBA coach. Like I've reached a pinnacle that realistically an NBA coach, unless they're like, were like a big time player has not reached. Yeah. And I, I suppose there are some coaches out there making more than a player on their team. Sure. For some players, but not many. No, especially like, like what is like uh, like Zion making right now? He's got to be making more than most coaches. I think so. I yeah. think he makes, like the rookie salaries are kind of dictated by whatever the CBA. Right. He makes some somewhere, I think, in the $9 million range. Yeah. So, which, is, which, which would be a lot for a coach. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I think like, yeah, the old like fifties dad who like yells at you and that's what Thibodeau seems like. Yes. Um, as far as schemes go, well, like he is a dinosaur when it comes to playing time, like so much research shows that, you know, go over 36 minutes and you're going to start wearing down your player's knees mm -hmm. and their toesies. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, they're gonna have little boo boos. Yeah, they're gonna give them boo boos. And you know what? Those build those boo boos build up, and those eventually, yeah, the ice bath's not taking care of it anymore. Right. And even those great Bulls teams petered out in the playoffs every time, and you have to wonder, like, 
The Thibodeau Bulls teams. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I mean, look at Luol Deng now. Uh, Derek Rose for a little bit. Joe Kim Noah. Yep. They're all washed up. It's true. Only Jimmy Butler really survived yeah. those teams, and he's like a true psychopath. Yeah, he is, I think, the perfect Thibodeau player. Yeah, Thibodeau absolutely. probably loves him. Um, I don't. I think he's a good defensive mind, Thibodeau. I think he kind of invented like switching. Not really invented it, but like was one of the first to really like build a defensive scheme around that. I don't want to know what he's like now. I think when he coached Minnesota, they were not really a modern offense taking threes. No. Um. The one saving grace he has, he was uh, doing guest analysis and announcing during FIBA in the summer. Yeah. Where Frank Nilakina was leading Team France to <laughs> third place, and he was praising Nilakina. Wow. He seems like he'd be a Nilakina fan. And Frank Nilakina is my favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> and if we are going to ruin the future of this franchise, if you're asking me, would it be worth it to ruin the future of this franchise? Maybe uh, 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 cut short Mitch Robinson and RJ Barrett's careers mm. so that Nilakina will get more playing time? I say yes. Wow. Yeah, it's a crazy take. It is. Uh, a, I mean, RJ Barrett and Mitch, I'm sure, would not like to hear. Yeah. That we're going to run them and <laughs> give them boo boos. Yes. Yeah. That they will be. Big bruise, boo-boo babies. <laughs> Big boo-boos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think overall I don't support it. I want, like, a modern coach. What, the, the problem with the Knicks is I think they're still in the mentality that they need to get these big free agent scores. Yes. Uh, and same with coaches. That's why they mentioned, like, Jeff Van Gundy, Tom Thibodeau, both names, Mark Jackson, God forbid. Um <laughs> And it's just like they want to make a big splash and get somebody that the media will stop yelling at them for. But all they got to do is win games. And then it doesn't matter who coaches. That's why they should get like, uh, you know, one of those college coaches who's like, you know, modernized its offense or uh, uh, or an assistant from like a, the Spurs system or the mm -hmm. uh, Bucks system now or formerly Atlanta Hawks system. Yeah. That's what they got to do. It's true. There's a lot of like, I feel like young minds are like working behind the scenes and like pushing the game forward. Yeah. And it's also like, I feel like the Knicks are not even accomplishing what they want because it's not like people are going, oh, Tom Thibodeau, we recognize that name and we're happy. Like, yeah. The way the basketball is being covered now is so much smarter. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, hey, remember when Tom Thibodeau and Derrick Rose got a one seed? <laughs> it's just like, hey, like, this guy has a proven has proven that he has not adapted. Right. And you should not be excited about this hire. Like Sports Illustrated is saying things like that. Yeah. 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 And it, that was the first thing you mentioned when we mentioned his name, Tom Thibodeau, that the he's just un, unadaptable. Yeah. He's a dinosaur. Yeah. He kind of looks like a dinosaur. Yeah. A little bit. Like uh Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like in a Ankylosaurus. <laughs> what? Ankylosaurus is like sort of this thick armored dinosaur oh, with yeah. a club tail. Yeah, he's he's got a club tail. Mm. I could see that. I could see him hitting players with it. Um yeah. So Thibodeau's not the way to go. I no. think Knicks fans are like at least like a lot of uh segments of them are pretty smart and will be okay with the Knicks like doing a real rebuild, which is mm -hmm kind of the way they've been going and they have a lot of draft assets a lot of young players 
It's like you got to just implement the team, the the system, the you got to implement the coaching scheme, uh, get the best doctors and physical trainers, um, and that's what's going to turn the organization around. Hopefully, Leon Rose knows that. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say? Um, no, I think that summed it up yeah. really nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I want to bring this back later to uh, baseball a bit and how sure. teams have like become smart there. Um, anyway, uh, we're going to go to the phones now. It's a 917 number. 917, how's it going? Hey, Larry. Hey. Thanks for having me on the show again. Yeah, who's this? I called last week. I'm Greg. Hey, Greg, yes. Oh, yeah, about the Houston Astros. I don't, Um, yeah, and I don't feel that, I feel like you and your guest were insufficiently outraged by their cheating. Yeah, especially my guest. So I have prepared, yeah, I, in that, so in that time, I prepared some more arguments that I feel bolster my argument that heads should roll. Okay, let's hear them. The Houston Astros, okay, because cheating is cheating, end of story. And it cheapens what sports is about, and I want to see fair play. I want a, a world where hard work pays off, and if I can't get that from sports, then why bother? Why am I watching? It's, it's WWE at that point. Well, first of all, WWE and, is a sport. Uh, do not denigrate well, professional okay, wrestling. Well, okay, we can put a pin in that then. Okay. Sure. I'm not we sure. We put a that... pin in that and come to that later. Hold on a second, Greg. What's oh, it? I mean, also, okay. like, I'm not sure okay. the wrestling analogy works in that, like, even if you were to say, like, hey, these are sort of scripted outcomes, that's not necessarily what happened in baseball. Right. Right. I don't want a scripted outcome. Right. But, I mean, what the Astros did was not necessarily. If it... you cheat, you're basically getting that. Yeah. They were cheating. But it wasn't necessarily scripted right they didn't know it was gonna work and i mean if you do subscribe to the idea that they continued to cheat which i do they only won it once even though i think there is a (laughs) decent amount of evidence that they continued to cheat through 2019 just because they just because they cheated another time and didn't get away with it doesn't mean it's okay it's still cheating yeah i mean it's like attempted murder right hmm Exactly. Yeah. Is that is attempted a, murder? A great analogy. Yeah. Exactly. I think it's a great analogy as well. Yeah. I guess we all agree about that. Yeah. That <laughs> analogy rules. <laughs> Number yeah. one analogy okay. so far of the night. All right. But uh, yeah, did you prepare yeah. any more points about how awful the Astros are? Well, my other point, similar, similar, is what if if they were, in a sense, the opposite. If they were paid to take a dive, uh-huh. there would be outrage over that. Mm-hmm. Which is in effect reverse cheating. <laughs> yep. For sure. Yep. So, so they were, they would be punished for that. Yeah. Oh, you think They're, that reverse cheating is right. wrong? So, so is your well, issue? I don't like the word reverse cheating because reverse cheating implies that they weren't cheating. But yeah, I, I can't think of a better argument for that. Yeah, a, a better term for that. Well, yeah, is now, reverse cheating like? What is reverse cheating in a relationship? Is that just uh, fantasizing about your significant Overly other? Faithful, yeah. <laughs> or refusing to <laughs> fantasize about, or like, what would it be? You can't. Yeah, <sighs> refusing to wow. dress up, play dress up because it would like make it seem like you're having sex in- with someone who wouldn't. Yeah, no yeah. role playing. No role playing. 
I think that's reverse cheating. Yeah. 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 So you want to see the Houston Astros, uh, some of the players face punishment. Absolutely. The whole organization should face punishment. They, they should be banned for a year. Yeah. Like all the whole team, the whole team, <laughs> no Astros for a year. Yeah. No, Ash- I, you know what? I could get behind that. Now I do wonder though, I guess the games are already scheduled. So everybody just gets a win, I guess when they play the Astros. Yeah. Or, well, that's that would be an yeah. unfair advantage to their division. I almost wonder, though, my problem with that solution is that at that point you're punishing fans who didn't do anything wrong. Mm. Like, I think that if you were to say every player associated with that team is banned and then, like, the Astros have to just pull people out of the minors or pull people off the street and assemble some sort of trash roster yeah, <laughs> and play that out. That to me is like that would be, more fair. That'd be more fun. That would, yeah. that sounds like a great movie. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Or maybe they have to get a bunch of like former players out of retirement, former Astros, mm. like, uh, yeah. like Mike Scott and yeah. the killer bees. That would be good. Or it's only pitchers that they cheated against. Oh. So it's like these guys who like, because some mm. of them did. You have these like guys who like, they got destroyed by the Astros and sent down to the minor leagues and never get another shot. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, now those guys get to play a full like MLB that. season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's their pitching staff. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who they've cheated against. This could be, this could be how they reboot Major League. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because at first they're going to suck and yeah. like, they're just going to be like bumping movie. into movie. each other. Yeah. Yep. Lots of balls hitting them on the head. You're going to have like, assuming you don't make that owner sell the team, he would be like a good stand in for the villainous owner who doesn't like what's going on. Yeah. But I honestly think he should be oh, forced yeah. to sell it. The Astros owner. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, the idea that like yeah. he was unaware of it or at the very least that like, I think you have to turn a blind eye at some level. Yeah. 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 Though it's, I mean, it seems like, well, the GM was fired for a different reason, uh, right? No, 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 no. I guess it was an assistant GM, yeah. the one who yes. was talking about the, the uh, Asuna. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, and then their GM now was now fired. Yes. Finch was fired. Beltron and Cora were fired. Yeah. Um, the Beltron stuff is funny. Do you guys know about this? No. Please explain. So, like, Beltron yeah. of the players was like the main guy. Like getting other people involved in this and organizing it, mm-hmm. and essentially, like I guess Hinch and like other people on the coaching staff went to him and were like, "Hey, we're not totally comfortable with this," and he was like, "Fuck off! I'm gonna keep doing this." We <laughs> all are, and they were so afraid of him that they were they just dropped it and it continued. Oh, wow. So like he <laughs> truly was like orchestrating it and keeping it going. Yeah. I mean, by the way, Hinch, I said Finch earlier, oh. I think. Uh, yeah, it really seems like he was <laughs> defying good to say we are going to continue. It was like uh, yeah. he, some lawyer said, I'm going to tell you that this is a crime. And he proceeded. Yes. Um, yeah. So I think we could all agree. Uh, we don't all agree about whether the whole team should be... Uh, Face, face punishment, but we do agree they should if that means they will assemble a uh, a, a big underdog of a team from non-players. Yes, mm-hmm. that would be really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, and we would go to see it. What would the yeah. name? The name of that movie would be um, Total Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Definitely uh, <laughs> reaching yeah, for the star. Yeah, he's an astro yeah. pun in there. Somewhere. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Houston, <laughs> we have a baseball team. Mm. Um, all right. Thanks for the call, Greg. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I hope to talk to you again soon. Uh, maybe at a, 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 yeah. a party or something. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Okay. Thanks, Larry. Cool. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're on to baseball now, which is something I want to talk about. You're a big baseball fan, right? Yes, I am a big baseball yeah. fan. Would you say it's your favorite sport? It is my favorite sport. Great. I do like the way they dribble up and down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're very, they're very skillful and graceful. Yeah, the stick handling is really nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, the uh, the play calling. Yep. All Love of that. It. It's got all of that. Yeah. Yeah. All the the things you could hope for. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I baseball actually at one time was my favorite sport, but I'm kind of a lapsed fan. So I the last time I was like really paying attention was in like 2010. Um. Uh. So now it, you know since then I've been casually keeping up. I will generally watch the playoffs, mm. but now I want to dive back in because this is the year of Larry, cool. where my my goal is to watch more <laughs> sports on TV. Um, so what are some things I need to know about the state of, uh, the league right now besides the Astros, which we besides all know about. Besides the Astros, it's even since like 2010, cause I feel like people are yeah. already sort of celebrating like Billy Bean. Yeah. And, like, yeah. It is such a mathy game now. Yeah. Um, like everything is quantified. There's a site called Baseball Savant. Do you know about this? I don't. Um, it essentially like you can go on that and it has player pages where it is just tracking like exit velocity uh, with the ball coming off the bat, the launch angle that it is leaving the bat with and like where these things rank percentile wise. They've like they're doing math about like initially people were thinking that a player's sprint speed was the main way you could tell like their capability of stealing bases. And now they're like, well, it turns out that's actually not a great indicator. What really tell like can predict future base stealing success is their time from first to third because it's a different thing. Oh, okay. And just like full speed sprint, it's the turning of the corners and things like that. It gives you a oh, different like uh, way to measure their acceleration. Okay. Um, so it's much mathier. Yeah. It's much more sp- like pitching is very different than it was in 2010. Closers are not the best pitchers on the team anymore. Wow, and that's like almost widespread throughout the... Oh, I'd say almost every team now. It kind of goes back to like the 2017 Indians where they like... Andrew Miller was their best relieving pitcher, but they wouldn't deploy him to close out the games. It's just like whenever we're in trouble. It's the seventh inning... And we're about to lose a lead. It's Andrew Miller time. Yeah, it's like when you're when are you going up against the heart of the order? Right, with and, maybe a man on base. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like back when I was a fan, like say you know Saber was a thing, uh, and there were lots of, but it was like a smaller. It was like this like rising tide, and mm. and there was this establishment, much like our politics today. <laughs> There was this like establishment of like baseball pundits and writers who refused to acknowledge it. And we're mm-hmm. thinking like, this is not what I know. This is not the way the analytics are ruined. Maybe not just ruining the game, but they refuse to believe that it doesn't make sense to have your closer in, uh, come in in the seventh inning and that it doesn't, uh, uh, 
that like all these other stats outweigh these like you know walks and obp and i mean Mm -hmm. that's almost like old stuff now um so cool so almost every team has gotten behind it yeah are there any teams that are still like stuck in time i don't think so now partly because like it's so like widespread like these guys the Astros, for the problems they've run into, are run by very smart people, and you have a lot of guys from there, which who knows if that's a precursor to cheating other places, yeah, yeah. but, like, who have gone other places. The Rays. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, I remember the Rays with yes. uh, Andy Friedman is the GM, or was the GM? Was the GM. I'm not sure if he's still there, but, like... They were definitely early on, yeah. like, to pick that up, because they kind of had to as a mm-hmm. small market team. But then you get, like, essentially the big market teams then go and poach those guys. Like, I right. think raised guys are running the Red Sox and the Dodgers now. Mm. So, so all those guys have moved on. It's kind of like, I mean, I think that's going to happen in other sports, too. Uh, NBA has a big stats community. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't seem, though... Well, I guess the big change was just, like, in realizing that three... You should never take long twos and should just take threes. It's true. Based on the expected value of shots, and now every team shoots threes. But there are still dumb teams out there. Oh, yeah. Well, and also, like, dumb players. Yeah. Like, the fact that, like, it took Popovich so long to get Aldridge to shoot threes. Yeah. It's just, like... Yeah. Everyone can see it, and Aldridge is just kind of like, no, like, this has always worked for me. Right. Even though it's, like we know that it's not the efficient way. Like I'm not going to learn the new skill or yeah. maybe can't like, yeah. DeRozan uh, seems like he just can't. Yeah. I mean, I think like, yeah. And DeRozan has other flaws like in, in his defense, but uh, DeRozan, I think at least at one point was good enough shooting from two that it still was like, okay. And a net mm-hmm. positive, but yeah, he seems like someone who could be able to learn to shoot threes. It's not like yep. he's a jump shooter. Um. Yeah, it's too bad. And what's his free throw percentage? It's not that bad. I don't. I think, think it's pretty good. This isn't that like a big indicator yeah, yeah. of a guy's potential. Yeah. I would imagine he's in the 80s in free throw percentage. Uh, so um. I was reading this thing because, like, when you were talking about the way post ups are also like at least dying or evolving. Like, right. Did you see that interview with uh Rick Carlisle? Oh yeah. Where like essentially like this big basketball nerd ask Carlisle a question that he'd gotten a million times. And this guy was trying to do like an inside bit with Carlisle where he's like, do you think you're going to post up Porzingis more? Yeah. Because like old school reporters keep asking about it and it's inefficient. And this guy's trying to do a bit and Carlisle <laughs> just does not pick up on it. It's just like, no, stop fucking asking me that. Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, uh, as a Knicks fan and Porzingis hater, let me just be the first to say that Porzingis just can't post up cause he sucks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, he is actually, he's always been bad at posting up. Um, and it is, it has become an, an efficient play unless yeah. you're like, yeah, like all world center, yeah. like, like, uh, Joel Embiid's really good at it, yeah. for example. Or there was a good article in the ringer like a week or two ago about yeah. the way that Zion's doing it. Uh huh. And they're essentially doing transition post up. So like he runs the length of the court. And he's in the post as everyone else is getting in place, and they just whip it to him before the defense is set. He does a quick move and scores, and they're like, "Yeah, this is the future of the post up." Like, uh. essentially doing it that way, where the defense is so off balance and can't double team and swarm him. Yeah, like it's hyper efficient. Yeah, I mean transition transition play is a huge part of the NBA right now. Yeah, and 
that makes a lot of sense because I think it's not going to stay this way forever. There's always going to be looking for new advantages mm-hmm. as you have in baseball. Yeah, it's true. Um, but unless they change the three-point line, I don't think that's ever going away. No. And what sucks is there are still coaches who don't want to get with the times. David Fisdale was one of those. Yep. Uh, I was not a fan. Um, and Thibodeau uh, and maybe the New York Knicks organization, it's... That that's my biggest fear with the Knicks is that they're just still. I don't even care that much about Dolan being crazy. I know it's a thing, but sure. like, if they were to just be a team that wanted to like modernize and have uh, stats guys and have software developers building in-house software, I'd be. It doesn't matter what the results are immediately. It's just that they have that process yeah. in place. Well, I mean, I think also like. The one thing I will say about like Dolan being crazy is that like <laughs> it seems like what the Knicks legitimately need to do is like a 76er style teardown. Oh yeah. And like he just seems like he does not have the patience for it. Yeah, most likely. Although they've kind of been doing that by accident in some ways. Like they have they're keeping their cap flexibility. They uh have not made any big free agent signings. Now they of course wanted to sign KD and Kyrie. Right. Um, I was a well, I was for that until KD tore his Achilles. I have mm. I have tweets and and messages to prove that I did not want them to sign these two. They wanted to sign it, so it was a failure on their part. Yes. So I was very happy that they didn't sign Kyrie and KD. Well, and that Kyrie injury now is yeah. Jeez. Like, like, I mean, uh, he and just that he they're. The Nets have played better without him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that could change when KD's back. And this maybe is not the worst injury in the world. He'll heal from it, but he misses a lot of time due to injury. Yes. So, to get back, circle back, Knicks need to make a 76ers-style teardown. Yes. They have been, you know, acquiring draft picks uh, and building that way. It They don't have many superstars yet, or right. probably not. Well... I also like I did not love the strategy of like signing all those power forwards. Like I get yeah. that they're short term deals and that like they're yeah. just like, hey, when we're ready, these guys will be gone. They're just like eating minutes, but putting them all there and like clogging up the post is not helping the development of young players. Yes. I think that the the problem there is not even that they well one, like Gibson and Portis played a lot of center, but that's not even the case. The thing is they it's just that they're signing these veterans, not they would sign them to like be the short term team, even though they're short term deals. So like I didn't when they, they all happened, I was like, fine, they're all fine yeah. deals. Uh, the problem is that they took time away from these young guys who need to develop and yeah. they should be surrounding these young guys with shooters. Yeah. Well, that's that that's the current NBA. And it's, the other. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go. No, you go ahead. Oh, the other thing is like, I feel like. That strategy, like, especially, like, paying these guys enough that it's, like, we got to play these guys to justify you eliminate the chance of making those discoveries like um, Robert Covington. Yeah. Where it's, like, nobody thought Robert Covington was anything, but because the Sixers were so bad that they're, like, let's just throw this young nobody out there because his skill set is so inoffensive to the development of people who need the ball in their hands all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he plays good defense. He shoots the three. He's a great spot up shooter. Let's just have him out there. And he turned into a super valuable player. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, by just like allowing your second, your, uh, 
your two-way players to play your, yeah. your or whatever these rookie, rookies you pick up off like undrafted rookies that you pick up off free agency. Um, yeah, and they're still doing it. That is, I think they need to just totally embrace the 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 rebuild and not mm. just they're doing a rebuild, but they got to say we are rebuilding. We're going to play our young guys no matter what. Uh, I think they should trade any veterans like they did. I mean, they traded Marcus Morris, which was good. Right. They should also trade Randall. I don't yes. think he's helping anybody. He's a guy who thrives with the ball and doesn't even thrive that well. Uh, no. And like just having like Bobby Portis out there is just painful. Yes. Um, yeah. The Randall contract, because he's the one they signed like for a few more years, right? He's, he's signed through next year and then... Uh, his deal is mostly non-guaranteed the third year. Mm. So still, fine contract. I think it was worth the gamble because he was 25 when they signed him. Sure. Um, and if he was the only guy they signed, fine. Turns out he's not great, especially if he's supposed to be the best player on the team. Yes. It's not good for the development of young players. Just play the kids. Yeah, and that's how you find out stuff. When, like, yeah. Because, like, you had even those guys like um, Michael Carter-Williams or Julia Locafor on the Sixers who, like, had those brief stints of success. But it's like, we need to give these guys a huge sample sizes yeah. to find out what we actually have here because it turns out those guys aren't very good. Right. Like, you can't know that if you're giving them bench rolls and stuff. Oh, it's just, it's so frustrating to watch uh, Frank Nilakina, who I love, yeah. who I think will be a good player in this league. Uh, and, yes, he's... He's uh, flawed offensively, so he's got to... But he just needs the reps. And to mm -hmm. just watch, like, Alfred Payton, who's been generally pretty good playing ahead of him when, like, Alfred Payton is not going to be there long-term. It's just... Yeah. It, it drives you crazy. Especially because you know exactly what Payton is at this point. Yeah. Like, he's had enough time that yeah. it's like, we get it, we know what this guy is, yeah. and we see where the value... Because, like, he could be a viable backup point guard on a contending yeah. team. I think they should... Uh, if I were running the Knicks, which hopefully one day I will be, if you subscribe, <laughs> if everybody listening subscribes to the show and tells all their friends about it, one day I will be in charge of the Knicks and I mm. would guarantee Peyton's contract for next year. It's like an $8 million contract. I think you got to pick it up just because he has trade value and just yeah. try to trade him immediately in the summer, whether that's to like move up a slot in the draft or to get even a, for a second rounder. I don't care. Um, well, and I don't follow the Knicks closely enough to know this because like, I agree with what you're saying, but I think especially where they are now, where it's like playing Peyton before the trade deadline. Okay. You can kind of understand yeah. it because they're building up value, but if they're still giving him minutes after, then you've got a big problem because yeah. there's no reason to, it's right. just like, Hey, we are kind of scaling you down. We're going to pick up your option next year. And guess what? You're going to play a shit ton and hopefully we'll get you on a team that's going to the playoffs. Like. I think that's what you have to do with that guy, but to yeah, have I, him rob people of minutes now is stupid. It's just not worth it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, I think uh, Mike Miller, who's the coach, is getting some direction from the front office as to who to play. Mm. I don't I don't know who's exactly making the, these decisions, whether it's the coach <laughs> or the front office. What about that guru Someone's who Someone's... Who, which guru? You know, like this, like... Uh, he like came in. He's like from like the corporate world or something. He's like I'm a oh, problem yeah. solver guy. Their PR, like, uh, their PR guy. Who like undermined Miller immediately. <sighs> so dumb. I mean, like, 
in in the grand scheme of things, it's it's meaningless, and it's uh, the media loves to freak out about the Knicks being idiots. But what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, and he should not be even making like media appearances like this. Just like focus on like what they should be tweeting about, and don't in your first media appearance make like this terrible PR move of undermining their coach, who's been pretty good. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Fuck that guy. Um. All right. Should we go to the phones? Yeah, let's go to the phones. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, this right here is a 317 number. Caller! Hey, what's up? This is Sonny. Sonny! How's it going? It is going great, man. I uh, I can talk about anything, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, you dialed up Larry. So, Larry, I just want to know your opinion, man, because I was at a bar yesterday, and I was watching gymnastics, mm-hmm. and it was incredible. What bar is this that's showing <laughs> gymnastics? Yo, it's this sports bar. It, it, they have really good wings. I, I mm-hmm. love their wings, uh-huh. and I've never watched gymnastics a day in my life. I mean, I... And I was like, it's... Cr- Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please. I, I, what do you think of gymnastics? Well, I was going to say, I mean, I've never watched it outside of the Olympics. Um, what they do is incredible. I wish I, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm awesome at gymnastics, but I wish I was even more. <laughs> I, 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 I am awesome at gymnastics. Don't let anybody tell you differently. But I wish uh, also as a kid, like that would be, I think like all kids should do gymnastics. Just learn how to like use the correct muscles. Not do it so much where you maybe stunt your growth. Wow. But, but well, that's also like a diet thing, I think. They're like, yeah, this kid's yeah, super yeah. Light. Um, uh, But I will say just a little behind the scenes thing that when I did get here, Larry was on his hanging ring things, doing flips and stuff. Yeah, yeah I, ha- I installed some rings in uh, my studio apartment and uh, I-, I just like. What's up, Sonny? You definitely have the build for a gymnastics player. You definitely have the build for a gymnastics player. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I Uh, like that you call them gymnastics players and not gymnasts. Yeah. Well, I I like that too, because it's, it's, if you're sports, you're a player. Yeah. Uh, Sonny, what's... I didn't even, yeah. You said you don't like, uh, you, uh, you've never watched gymnastics before. What sports do you watch? I watch the NFL, man. Yeah. And XFL now. Oh, do you? You watch the XFL. What's your team? XFL. Oh, the New York Guardians. Guardians. Whoop, whoop, G-Men. <laughs> uh, yes. The other G-Men. How, how are the Guardians doing? I mean, I'm, I can't say I'm following the XFL. Yeah, they're, they're doing all right. You know, the XFL, uh, the XFL as a whole is, is a very interesting concept, man. It's like the, you're so used to seeing one form of a sport, and they're trying to, like, break that form which i think is really intriguing the mm. idea of like if they if, imagine if they came into basketball tomorrow and they created an xba yeah. and they had a four-point line and a five-point line right That'd be great yeah and it was it was uh created by the head of tna wrestling mm. and featured three <laughs> li- uh right all right so uh who are yeah, you a fan of in the, the nfl the Je- with jeff garrett the founder of tna was jeff garrett wasn't it oh yeah, I think you're right. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was one of the founders. Yeah. Yo, yo, the only reason I know about the TNA is because of Jeff Hardy. I was such a big Hardy Boys uh, fan yeah. when I was a younger mm. kid that I followed Jeff Hardy to TNA. 
and he was and I, I saw him wrestle there once. Yeah. He was there for a while. Uh Jeff Hardy is a real life gymnast. I mean, not, but he 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 does flippity flops. He has the skill sets. Yeah. Sonny, can I ask yeah, you flippity flops are crazy. Going yeah, back please to, ask me anything. To gym to gymnastics for a sec. Of those events, did you see one year where you were like, man, if I were a gymnast, this is the one I would want to do? Yes. There was this beautiful thing. Also, I, I just wanted to point out when I was watching this, I'm such an idiot. I thought the, the Olympics were on. Because mm. that's the only, because like you guys said, the only times I've ever watched, like I even saw a little bit of a glimpse it was on there. But I saw this one person, they, they were on the beam. The beam is so stressful to watch because you know, anything can happen. They're doing all these crazy flips. But she did this thing where she, like, like cartwheeled kind of over, but then her body, like, slowly, like, transformed back up to a, like, straight, straight up. I don't know, like, like a re- completely standing straight. It was, like, this really nice, slow crescendo, man. I, it was beautiful. That sounds really cool. Yeah, the body control is, is just amazing. Mm. There we... Yeah, man, it was insane. I was like, that's what I was like, if I could do that, I would do it. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> well, you can do it. You just need to drink a lot of Gatorade. Yeah. Gatorade like is a sponsor of the show. All right, Sonny, thanks so much for the call. Uh, I would love to hear from you again, especially as maybe we get towards NFL oh. draft time. Or XFL draft time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Talk Thank to you later. Thank you so much, Larry. Of course. All right, we've got one more call. This is a uh, 203 phone number. Caller, what's up? Hey, Larry, it's Kevin McNair. Kevin McNair! (laughs) Air McNair! Yeah, buddy. Uh, Air McNair, that's a name... uh, uh, That makes you think of Steve McNair. Oh, oh, I was talking about you, but yeah, Steve McNair. Very sad story. That's true. Yeah, sad story. Uh, what's on your sad mind? Story. You know, a funny, funny story, though, real quick, before I tell you this. My sister, she used to work at ESPN, oh. and at the time, she used to get all this free merchandise. So she got me a custom 49ers jersey uh, with McNair on the back, and my favorite number, because I was born on August 9th, mm. 9. So coincidentally, it was Steve McNair's jersey. <laughs> yeah. So everywhere I wore it, every, yeah. Everyone's like, wait, Steve McNair playing for the 49ers? I'm like, <laughs> no. Well, yeah, I would have I would have thought that too. But, yeah, uh, yeah it, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was just piggybacking on, uh, I was listening to what Sonny's saying. I'm a huge fan of the Olympics. Huge fan yeah. of the Olympics. And I don't know about you, but are, are you looking forward to them this summer? I am. Yeah, anytime there's, I mean, it's awesome. Summer Olympics is also great because during the summer, all you have is baseball, yep. which is great. But like sometimes you need to click to something else and it's, it's just like extra sports. Also that long stretch of baseball where it's like, you're like past the point where you're excited about it starting up, but it's not like really playoff race time yet. Yeah. And so it's just like, wow, we are just like day in, day out grinding baseball. Yeah. Day out, day out grinding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I, I am looking forward to the Wait, Olympics. Is baseball, is baseball still an Olympic sport? No, or? it's done. No. They do like a World Baseball done. Cup, though. Like the right. World Baseball Classic or whatever, every four years, three years? Yeah. I remember when that first started up. Yeah. Um, Mike Piazza played for Italy. 
<laughs> Did he really? Yeah, it's like because uh, they like had man. a hard time filling out the roster. So yeah. it's like, hey, like if your grandparents were from this country and you can prove it, you can play for them. Yeah, yeah. And I guess they had more than enough American players. Oh yeah, so yeah. many. Um, cool. Uh, anything else? This, they, they, I think. What, what was that? I was gonna say, what else? Uh, what's what else is going on, McNair? You know, man. Honestly, uh, I'm like, I'm really getting pumped in. I'm getting back into the baseball season. You guys were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's funny you guys are talking about basketball too, because. My teams are the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Braves, which the Braves uh, and the Bulls haven't been so hot lately. Yeah. Braves, are Braves are a little bit better. Rise, though. Braves uh, might be a contender this year. They uh, might be. They might be. That's what I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Yeah. It seems like you like teams that are it, on uh, alternative cable networks. <laughs> like... <don't... laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, Connecticut only had one. Connecticut only had one team, and that was the Hartford Whalers. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's like, well, where do I go? You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And what? What? Whatever happened to the actual people who hunt whales in Hartford? Where'd they go? Peter got them. Peter got them. <laughs> and said, "You're hurricanes now." Peter got- well, Kevin, yeah. do you go to yard goats games? The Hartford Yard Goats? Yeah. I have. That's cool. I had one of their hats. Oh, nice. But I was just like, this is a cool hat. And I was like, oh, yeah, Hartford Yard Goats. Their mascot. Yeah, their mascot's crazy. I love them. Is it a goat or is it something else? It, it's a goat. It's mm. a goat. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not no gritty, but, you no. know. Gritty, <laughs> by the way, is... Gritty would be the goat, yes, of mascots. He is the goat. He's also oh. become like a liberal icon, which is I've heard about this. Yeah. It's so weird, <laughs> 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 but I like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anything, I wish like NCAA or would like NCAA would come back and they'd have all the mascot bowl games, but they somehow mm. have uh, like you buy an add-on to get gritty in there. You know, like have him as you know linebacker, it would be insane. Oh, That'd like a cool. video game, you mean? Yeah, they used to yeah, play as the mascot. Like they bring uh, back NCAA. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I do real sports, not esports. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We love all sports here. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for the call. Absolutely, brother. Yep. Talk. Keep going, Larry. You. All right. Uh, so. As we wrap up here, Marcus, uh, yeah. any any, how are the Mets and Yankees looking this year? Um, I mean, Yankees look like a juggernaut. Yeah. They, of course, signed the best pitcher on the free agent market yep. to that $300 million deal, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. He, uh, former Astro. Former Astro. Who I'm guessing did not cheat because he wasn't hitting. Yep. That seems okay. to be the... I think they talked to him about it, and he was like... I think because they couldn't prove any cheating at beyond 2017, he kind of got to be like... Well, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, but they have him. Uh, but, like, the Yankees seem to just have a lot of injury-prone players. Aaron Judge is already dealing with yeah. shoulder something. Severino's injured, right? Severino's got loose bodies in his elbow. Oh, I got loose bodies around <laughs> me. <laughs> yep. Um, so they should theoretically still be really good. They've got a yep. lot of talent. Mets are... 
weird. They yeah. Like have like a lot of interesting players, but they're sort of a mess. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the owner is a mess there too. Yeah. How is their front office though? The front office uh, is also another one of these agent run front offices. Interesting. Yeah. Is that um, a thing in baseball? It seems to be becoming more of a thing. Is that successful? I mean, it, I can't think of like an example. Like, I think feel like most of it has been these number guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I want to see from all my teams. I don't know the whole agent thing. I, it doesn't make sense well, to me. It worked for the Lakers, though. That's I true. Feel like. That is true. But maybe, like, I feel like the NBA is such a player-driven Yeah, league. like one move, you just need to make that one move, that, mm-hmm. and the players almost dictate the moves. Yeah, and so it's like you want a guy yeah. who gets how to appeal to them. So maybe, maybe yeah. Leon Rose is the answer. Um, Marcus, anything yes. you want to plug? Uh, Well, you mentioned it up top, but my podcast, uh, Winkle in Time, it's about the Winklevoss twins. Mm-hmm. They have a time-traveling canoe, and they go back and have adventures and steal inventions. Uh, We just hit our Kickstarter goal, which is very exciting. Very nice. So we should have new episodes coming out. Well, my writing partner is getting married, but at least later this year sometime. Um, That won't last long. (laughs) All right. We have our first sports prediction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? Uh, I do uh, things at... The Armory, if you mm-hmm. live in New York, I'm on a team with our mutual friend, Brian Pac-Man, yep. called Goliath. I also, excellent. Excellent. You should check out Goliath. Yeah. Larry's often in the audience. Yep. <laughs> he is making sports signs for us. He's booing the other improv teams. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Uh, I'm also on a sketch team there called Extra Credit, and us and other sketch teams do shows almost every weekend, improv on Fridays. Awesome. Check all that out. Uh, Remember to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or uh, any of your favorite podcasts, catchers, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram. Tell all your friends that I am the greatest man in the history of audio. All right. Thanks for coming on, Mark. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. Super fun. See you later, sports fans. (laughs) 